It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. This is the Ebony Empress Show on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to everyone in the virtual world. This show is for those who want to learn more about dating and relationships. Hang out with the Ebony Empress Show page on Facebook or on Twitter at Ms. Ebony Empress and on her website, www.ebonyempresstv.com. Hold on to your seats and enjoy the ride. Here is your host for tonight, Ms. Ebony Empress. everyone welcome to Ebony's show and uh, guys I haven't been on for a while so I'm really excited uh, and I have an amazing guest for you so I am doubly doubly excited and isn't it amazing and you haven't been on for a while how you kind of forget what you should be doing but um hey I, I remember now I, I kind of remember <laughs> um, exactly what I'm meant to be doing so uh, let's see how we go. Enjoy the ride. I think it's going to be amazing, absolutely amazing to be with you guys tonight. So, of course, I have Daryl with me. Uh, and some of you already know Daryl Jones, but um, I'm going to bring him in in a moment, in a while. But I, I, I need to play something first. And I also need to give some recognition to my chat room. So, um, okay, so I have Ava Brown in there. I've got some guests. I have Michelle Herrick. Hi, guys. Welcome, 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 welcome. And if anybody else is listening out there, listen, you are in for an amazing, absolutely amazing conversation tonight. And I'm going to keep it real. And I oh, absolutely love Daryl. So we're going to share something uh, about keepers. And I know some of you, when I put it on Facebook, were interested in the question of like the keeper. <laughs> How do I? know if I have found one, what does it look like, you know, all the rest of it. But I think what Daryl will probably do is give you his personal view on what he thinks. And, uh, you know, and, and so we want to hear from you too. If you want to join us on the conversation, we're only on for an hour, guys. Yeah, i got to kind of wean myself back in it. <laughs> i got, I got to come back, but you've got to give me a little bit of time to get back into the longest shows. So we're only doing an hour. Um, but come in, join us. Three four seven nine four five seven five five six. Join us. Love to hear from you and love to hear what your views are. Have you found a keeper? Do you know what a keeper is? I mean, is, is that something that we understand uh, uh, now in today's world? And um, yeah, I, I'm interested because earlier today I had some conversations with people who were looking, looking today, looking to find someone that they can share. Their and, and I had to say, like, honestly, there are some keepers out there. There's some nice guys. There's some nice women. And and how are we looking? I guess that's going to be my question tonight. How are we looking? What are we looking for? And, and if we found a keeper, would, would we know we had found a keeper? <laughs> Good question. Okay. 
So um, I'm going to start off. Start. Ugh, here we go. I'm not even in yet, and I'm not clear. So I'm going to start us off before we have the conversation. I'm going to let us play something, and then I'm going to bring Daryl in. Is that okay with you guys? Even if it isn't, hey, that's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to play. Um, let's say in luck, uh, you know, Black Street, because I think it's amazing when you fall in love, and and we want to stay there. So I'm just going to play that. And then me and Daryl are going to have a little bit of a one-to-one. So stay with us, hang in there, and I hope you enjoy the show. Listen, I know we have our ups and downs, our fights, our good times, and our bad times. But through it all, nothing compares to the way I love you, girl. Oh 
Okay, so we are back. And uh, it's probably a good time to just acknowledge Michelle in my chat room from Australia. Michelle, girl. And uh, just to say that, uh, yeah, I've been missing you too. And I know we've been exchanging messages, but now we're online together. I just had to let you know that I I love that you're here and you've been supporting me for so long. Uh, It's great to have you. And to Ricky and everybody else who's been sending me little messages, just saying love to have you back. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate that. It's great to be back. So let's with the conversation and let me bring in uh daryl so that we can connect hi Darryl. how are you doing hello i'm doing awesome how are you doing can you hear me out there yeah i can hear you i can hear you nice and clearly you're coming through okay um yeah and people are not saying there's any issue in the chat room so that's got to be a good thing so, so how's it going how's your day my day is always awesome. Um, there's always something going on wherever I'm at on the globe. I'm always involved with something. So my day was really, really good. How was yours? Oh, mine was good until my show crashed <laughs> earlier. But um, <laughs> we recovered and we're fine. So uh, I'm looking forward to our conversation. Actually, I've been looking forward to the conversation all day. I've just been getting ready. So like. Yeah, it's going to be good. We're going to have a good conversation. So I, I think for our listeners, they're going to be in for a treat. So uh, I, I really just wanted you to kind of, although I put it out there, I'm going to put it all right up about you, but I need to share what you want to share about yourself. What is it that people might want to know about you that could help them with trying to know who Daryl uh, Jones is? Who is Daryl Jones? Well... Uh, the LW portion of that, Daryl Jones LW, comes from Life Warrior. Like, uh, you know, if you've read my bio, I've been in various different parts of the world. I've seen death and life and, and, and seen it in so many various different sizes. Um, I just really want the people around me and the people whose lives I have the ability to affect in a positive way to have so much sunshine. And so whatever I can do to change whatever or transition or transform um, wherever they're at to a place that's better, if they're in a good relationship and they want to make it better, or if they're in a place that's dark and, and, and static and they want to begin to move and move forward, then I'm all about doing whatever I can do to help them move in that direction. It's just, it's really all about people. You know, people are the greatest investment that we can never um, make, you know, or invest in. So I just want to do the best I can so that when I leave this earth and go into my next assignment in the universe that, you know, the Father says, well done, and that he's pleased with me, and that my children are pleased and they're proud of me, so. Okay. All right. So um, let's get into the topic, how to know you have found a keeper. Did you say, Daryl, that you're a a keeper, and and how would you define a keeper in your mind? So, you asked me, do I think I'm a keeper? I have to ask because I'm sure the ladies out there are hearing you, and they're going like, "Yeah, you sounds great." Because you know we love the Americans in the UK, so uh, you know, <laughs> you know, get up with it. Are you, are you a keeper? 
That's uh, as humorous because my voice. I think my voice sounds funny, but um, it takes some getting used to, I guess. But um, do I think I'm a keeper? Of course. What man wouldn't think he's a keeper? Now, whether or not that fact or whatever they think is true, you know, is something that remains to be seen, you know. But um, of course, I believe that uh, I'm a keeper, of course, and. What do I believe is a keeper? Was that the next part of the question? Mm-hmm. What is what? What do you believe is a keeper? What what what, is, what would you define as a keeper in your mind? The one that is your best friend, the one that you can be in that place with, that is romantic and and exotic and erotic, and then still be in that place where it's a safe place and you can talk and be yourself and live without preconceived notions or expectations that are outside of your ability to meet. That is where being a keeper is all about for me. Because you can be if you can be with your best friend, friendship and like is the gateway to forever. If you can't get to that point, if after all the euphoria of, you know, we've met in fireworks and all this other sort of thing. After all that wears off and you don't even like the person, that's a problem. So you have to get to that point. You have to get to that gateway, to the gatekeeper, which is like. And then once you know that you like a person naturally and that you guys have the ability to be friends and to confide in one another and and, uh, have a safe place, then you found it. You found what you may be looking for. Okay. So do you have a special person in your life right now? I mean, or is that too too much of a personal question? That is a very personal question. (laughs) I will answer it like this. I have many special people in my life. You're a special person in my life. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Okay. Um, what I'm asking is, is there, is there somebody that has kind of touched your heart and, and you know, made you feel like, hey, I, w- I want to connect in that special friendship way? Is there someone like that for you right now? No, not not particularly right now, no. Uh-huh. No, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way you guys are so polite. I I'm blushing, man. I feel like my cheekbones are about to pop out of my face. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Um, well, okay. So there's, there's not quite yet, but there's possibilities, right? Uh, yes, definitely. There's always that possibility. There's always possibilities. Okay. So, so the next question is probably a good question for you because I guess if you – you know, if you already had that special person, then it would be a little bit harder to ask the next question, which is, okay, you've not yet achieved that. You know, that that person's not quite there yet for you. But my question probably would be then, if you're looking out like we do, uh, as singles might do, um, you know, and you're looking out there and you're trying to find a possibility that might fit into your life and be that person that you might want to connect with and have that that little intimacy that you were talking about, right? Um, Mm -hmm. 
you know, what, what would be the characteristics of that person? What, what are the attributes that you're really looking for in that in that person? I know you said, you know, they've got to be a friend, but is there anything else that you want that special lady to have that, that, you, that you think, just because I guess this is quite a subjective thing, isn't it? Each person will have maybe a different outlook. I mean, I, I don't think you can generalize it. But just for us to understand where you're coming from, like, how would that work for you? How would it work for me? Wow. Okay. So if I could take what I would be looking for and put it in into a physical uh, vessel or take from different people that people could relate to. So I would look at, first and foremost, someone like Claire Huxtable. Claire Huxtable, you, you're familiar with Claire Huxtable from the Cosby yeah. Show, right? Yeah. Understood it's a fictitious character. However, I've Claire Huxtable, I've come across different people in my lifetime that had that that class, that poise, and that power as a woman, and they spoke volumes without ever getting loud, without ever being rude or unruly or disrespectful, but commanded respect just through the very essence of their class and um, and their carriage. So Clara Huxtable, what I really like about that aspect of her was her relationship with Cliff um, during times where things were may have been difficult or there was some type of turmoil or conflict, even particularly with Cliff, she had the ability to speak to him or to any other man in such a way that was intelligent but that could move them without ever coming outside of her character, outside of the character that was her, you know. And so I really liked that. I really respect that. I was drawn to that. And I thought she was, of course, she was very beautiful as well. Cece Wines, she is a very classy lady. She loves God, and she has dedicated her life to that, you know. And being a, a... godly person doesn't mean that you don't go through things. It is your ability to control yourself and to have self-control. That is those fruit of the spirit, long-suffering, patience, meekness, love, peace, joy, so on and so forth, that keep you grounded and tempered in the midst of the storm, peace in the midst of the storm. And so that ability to bring that to bear in a situation, you know, is is very attractive in my opinion. So Claire and Cece Winans have the ability, in my opinion, to personify that. So you have Claire, possibly you have Cece Winans. And now this is where the other side of the coin comes in. Like, for instance, uh, Rocky, when you look at Rocky and his wife, he loved his wife because they were friends. They were yeah. friends, and he believed in her, and she believed in him. Even in times when she didn't believe in him, he, he knew that she said it just to get at him, but he was mature in his ability to push that to the side and deal with it, okay? But they had the ability to communicate and speak freely to each other without ever coming out of that place that was safe. You know, he respected her for her ability to communicate to him, and she respected him for his strength. And so they were able to cling to one another in that aspect. And I really found that um, admirable about their relationship. And lastly, but not least, I know people are listening to this, so it's, um, it's 
I've never expressed this to, to, maybe I've expressed this to one other friend, but um, this person is so very, very timeless. She's awesome. Sade. I love Sade. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. I love Sade. She is timeless. (laughs) And one thing that I like about her is when I did some research on her and I did some reading, I come to find that she is regarded as an iconoclast. And that in itself is very powerful because people, when they – when someone really understands what an iconoclast is, you mean people have the ability to question the state of being of different belief systems without ever condescending it. That's very powerful because you really make people begin to think about the reality of where they're at, what they believe in, what they're doing. And she's still so very sought after for her music and just for her grace and her class. And so. Sade would be the last person that I would wrap all in one with all four of those ladies, and I would just disappear from the face of the earth with her if I could. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Uh, yes, that would do it for me. Yeah, I, I, I can hear that. Sade is absolutely amazing. I, and all the women that you picked, I think, are very classy women. So are you kind of saying that you're looking for a kind of party celebrity type high flyer type or uh or does you know mary jane down the road kind of just fit fit in uh, i don't mean mary jane the chief mary jane but i'm like you know is it just would an ordinary lady kind of do or i i hear the class bit but they're also all kind of high flying women apart from roxy's wife <laughs> so so <laughs> no she doesn't I'm I'm sorry, say that again. I said, are you kind of looking for a high flyer celebrity type? No, not at all. Not at all. Um, I want someone who's grounded in reality, someone who's grounded and loves people, not Mm -hmm. loves to take from people. Um, And I'm not saying that celebrities are like that, but oftentimes celebrities have to deal with so many things because they're so far in the limelight and that it's hard to know when they're being themselves and when they're being in in character. And so I want somebody who's able to be themselves, knows that they have flaws and that people have flaws. And it's it's the, the beauty of their imperfections that cover over the flaw because an imperfection is in itself a beauty when it's embraced. You know what I mean? So you have to, you know, for me, I have to be able to have someone that can ebb and flow with me in that place, whether it's if we're if we're getting ready to go to the red carpet, then we can be on the red carpet, still be ourselves, still be classy, you know. And then if we're going to go down to the jazz club, downtown Atlanta or whatever, we can be in that place, you know, um, and still be able to meet people at whatever various different level that we come in contact with. And um, to be able to rise and meet people at whatever level that we need to meet them on as far as being able to help them or be relatable to them or be human to them, you know. I, I don't want someone that's so far above the rest of the world that they're no earthly good because that's not where I'm at and that's not where I ever want to be. So, mm-hmm. okay. So, what I'm I hope thinking, that makes sense. 
No, that makes sense. That makes sense. I, I, I'm loving that. I'm loving that. Um, just want to say to my listeners out there, if you want to ask a question, we've got about 35 minutes left. And if you're in my chat room, okay. come on, guys, if you have a question for Daryl, because I don't want to just keep talking until the end of this interview. I Well, this conversation, it would be nice to hear what you guys might want to ask and for Daryl to maybe answer a couple of questions. Is that okay? Ask away. Okay. okay. So um, I, I wanted to ask this before um, our listeners come in. I'm sure they may want to take it, come in and uh, take over or just share in the conversation. Just remind you guys, 347-945-7556 is the number to call in, uh, or you can Skype in if you're in the UK. So let me just say this. Um, I had a question for you, which is really about what you said. You know, there are a lot of women out there who are good women, uh, you know, and who aren't like the high flyers. And I think they kind of fit that bet that you gave. Uh, if there's a woman out there listening tonight who, who's thinking, look, I have this, but somehow I've been unlucky, right? Um, I Say haven't met. Okay. So it's the English thing, maybe. So I'm saying there may be a woman out there. Who I love the accent. <laughs> okay. So I'm saying there may be a woman out there who is listening, right? Who might mm-hmm. be thinking, uh, you know, I I fit into what you just described. I really do. I am that kind of woman, but somehow I, you know, the keeper I need for me is eluding me, and and doesn't seem mm-hmm. to be there when I want this person to share my life. What do you think may be going wrong with that? How might we get somehow in the ourselves, or is it about what's going on in the world right now? What, what do you think is going on? Why so many people are not achieving of, of what they want when they're saying, "I'm looking for a partner," or and it could be the keeper, and they're just not finding that soulmate connection. What do you think that might be? That's a very very good question, you know, but I can't answer it in a short five seconds, so I will start here. I'm not sure if, have you ever heard of, you've heard of the law of attraction, right? We attract who we are. We attract things to us. First of all, I would say, if a person is, you know, wondering why is it that they're not attracting whomever or the type of characteristics in a person that they would like, first we have to look within ourselves. What is it about me that's not attracting what it is that I want? And so once we begin to deal with ourselves in that aspect, then we begin, and I know this from experience also, so I'm saying that once I looked inward and took ownership of um, of what was going on inside of myself and the choices that I made in choosing different people that I had um, chosen to share my space with, then I began to be able to correct any and make adjustments in that place. So one must look inside first. After that, once a person deals with themselves in that area and then begins to change their mind and focus and their energy to attract the right person that they want to, then you have to make decisions based on maturity and and not judging a person um, unnecessarily, but 
making clear and concise, you know, choices with regard to the signs, I call them, that come up in a relationship in the beginning phases of it. So when you go outside and get in your car and you begin to drive down the street, you come across traffic signals or signs, right? So those signs tell you, if you come across a stop sign that says, hey, you need to stop this cross traffic here, or there's something in this area that you need to address and make note of and act accordingly. Yield signs the same way, yellow signs or whatever the case may be. If you run that stop sign or yield sign, you may get away with it the first time or the second time, but eventually what will happen if you keep running those signs? Mm. There'll be a crash. Oftentimes, when people crash, sometimes they've ignored so many signs that that crash is at such a high speed or at so far down the road that coming back from that is very painful. So it's very important that we um, pay attention to those signs in the beginning address what's going on with ourselves and then as we begin to move into a relationship if I could just you know make those two that leap from there if you begin to move into a relationship make sure that you're aware of the signs the signs that may say okay this situation is not healthy or positive for me or I am not healthy and positive for that person a lot of times it's not the other person a lot of times it's not us we just have to be able to maturely identify what it is and then build myself accordingly and make the correct adjustments. Okay. So would that be like, we talk about red flags, would that be the red flag syndrome? There's some red flags out there. We need to see the red flags. If we're not looking at the red flags, we're looking <laughs> for them or accepting them, that actually, you know, right. we're, we're kind of doing ourselves a disservice, right? Because, you know, the flags yes. are often there. We just ignore them or choose not to see them because, you know, bubbles are in our eyes, right? Yeah. I don't know if I said that. We get, we get very subjective about people get very subjective about how they feel um right. regarding a relationship, you know, because at that moment it's what we feel and we make those decisions based on the information that we want to accept at that point. So if we take the time to look at all the information or so, gather more information, we may be able to we be able to move forward. I'm seeing the comments out here as well. So yeah, I know. I, know. I, 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 I'm watching the comments, and I know that Freddie's on the line, and he wants to say something to you. So I'm going to bring him in. Because oh, sure, definitely. He's a friend of mine. I'm going to beat him up as well when he gets on here. Hey, hi, Freddie. Welcome <laughs> to the show. <laughs> yeah, you really, you really are pushing it, right? I saw your comments in my chat room. I can read. Okay. All right. So how can I help you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. How you doing, sweetie? How you doing? How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine every day. I was just messing around the chat room. Um, so basically... <laughs> The topic is how do you know if you found a keeper? Um, yeah. You know what? My question to you is when you find that in question, when you're questioning that with your with the person, because personally when I was with my girlfriend at the time when I came back to California from the military, um, I noticed that 
she was always talking more about marriage and how she wanted her honeymoon to be and, and she wanted this big extravagant wedding like two or three years down the line. And she never asked me about it. She was just she just talk about her. And if a woman talks about her, her, her all the time, and I know this is something extra, I just find it very strange, but I noticed that it's something little, but she would never say my name in a conversation or text. Every time we, we would talk a lot. So if no one ever says your name or they never ask what you think about marriage in the future, is that, is that grounds to be like, I need to get rid of her? Or is that something you just... Is a red flag. Is that a red, even a red flag? Hey, Fred Mac, thanks for uh, for that question. Uh, I have a question for you before I go off into that. Are you two still together, sir? No. There you go. There's your answer. That's <laughs> <laughs> that. because you know I, I'm a firm believer in uh, in relationships. So relationships require more than one person to be involved in that situation, which means if we're looking down the road, why aren't we looking down the road as far as what we want? Why is it that you're looking down the road telling me what you want and so on and so forth? I read this, this saying one time. It said that two people are uh, two people in a relationship, and it talked about what love is according to those two people, and it said that Love in a relationship is two people looking down the road together and moving in the same direction. And I'm a firm believer in that. I'm a firm believer in that. So definitely for you, uh, sir, that was a red flag. And I would tend to yeah. agree with that because you never know if how that would play out if you did yeah. not address that early. Because at some point in time, you, especially being the husband, and wanting to cater to her needs, there's supposed to be some reciprocity within that whole thing. That's what a relationship is. It's a symbiotic relationship with reciprocity. It's permissive. At the point where you're not involved in the decision-making processes as part of that oneness, part of that entity that two people become, that's an issue. So I think um, <laughs> it was a self-correcting uh, thing, you know, with you. So. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think you got your answer, Freddie. Uh, and I think the interesting thing, if you guys will allow me, I just want to say a little thing, but I think the interesting thing is often you're given the answer in the relationship. But when you're in the relationship, sometimes you can't hear the answer. You can't hear what's being said. You know, I was saying the bubbles are in your eyes. That's because the bubbles are in your eyes. And emotionally, you're invested. So what's being said, you're not really hearing. Right. So it's like one of my right. friends was saying to me, like, right, okay, you know, I, I'm talking to this guy. I really like him. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know uh, I should be asking him certain questions. I'm going to wait till this time or that time. And I'm like, ask the question now. you got a question, ask the question now. But also be open to hear the answer. Because the biggest thing That's is, right. often we don't want to ask the question. But we also don't want to hear the answer. And That's the right. And there for your learning. And you've got to take it and say, well, okay, if that really is a deal breaker for me, I need to let that go and move on. Because 
it will not change, you know. And sometimes it's that thought that actually I want it to change. I'm hoping it will change. I'm hoping with time things will, you know, shell out in a different way. You've been told, right? Hear what you've been told. Mm-hmm. Let it go. You know, it's not going to work. Um, and that's unfortunately how it is. I know people often are very quick, on the other hand, to kind of end relationships because of what, you know, things that they might not like that they see, but there's some things that are so blatantly red <laughs> in terms of a fact. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, someone in the, the chat room saying, Freddie, that flag is neon red. That's Michelle. Thank you, Michelle. Um, and, and living the delicious life. Hi, Vic. How you doing? That's my girlfriend. She was on her marriage dream. You were the Ken doll to be inspired in her life. Dream of the day for her friends. Live and learn. Yeah. So I think the lesson is one of those lessons of life. Um, I was going to ask you a question, Freddie, as you're on. Are you Go still ahead. there? Yeah, I was going to ask you. Do you feel like after the lessons you've learned in that relationship that you're closer to knowing who your keeper is? And if that keeper appeared, would you be clear about whether that person was for you or not? Uh, Yes. Um, It would be a little strange, and I'll tell you why. Um, Because I'm not used to – I'm so used to – pursuing and thinking and 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 uh want to go after the person i don't think about uh in the past and i don't think about what i want and addressing these things to her because i'm so caught up in trying to get her to maintain it and yes i if she if she is asking more about what i think what i feel um I would say that she's a potential keeper because I'm always I'm always I'm always going to ask stuff about her. It's just more often than not, very few women in my life have asked me, "What do you want?" And that's when I think that those were women I had more respect for. At the end of the day. Yeah. Okay. But um, when you're asked the question, you know exactly what it is that you want. And sometimes we, you know, it's it's kind of cute to be asked the right questions, but do you have the answer for yourself? Do you know what you want now as a result of your relationship? You get the learning. The question is, what have I learned now? And moving forward, you know, what do I need for me to make it right for me? So that's the question I was trying to ask. You might not even be there yet in terms of, you know, this is what I'm exactly looking for, but that's why I ask, are you sure now about what could work for you potentially in a relationship? Uh, a little, yes. I still have more soul searching to do and more days okay. to go on. Yeah, but yeah, young yeah, anyway. <laughs> oh, man. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know how old you are, Freddie. So maybe that was it. 31. Oh, so you're still young? Okay. Well, <laughs> maybe you need to hurry up a bit if you want some babies, but, yeah, you're doing okay. <laughs> uh, so living the delicious life is asked a question, which is a good question. What can you do to get clear on what you want? And I think that's the penultimate question for most people. 
what can you do to really get clear on what you want? Because we do talk about getting clear, being clear, what is it I want, what is it that works for me, but how, how do you get there? How do you make that shift in your journey if you're not clear right now? That's a question for you, Daryl. I like to come from the thought process on things like this, like uh, right and wrong are a pretty extreme polar opposites. And and there's for me, when I begin to make the shift from what's right and what's wrong, instead look at things in the perspective of what is it that I'm willing to deal with? What um, end results can I handle? You know, what can I deal with? So I take all the information that I have and then I make a decision. Can I live with the result? With the result? the end result of that, you know, the choice that I make, or do I not want to deal with the end result? If I don't want to deal with the end result, then it's clear that I don't want that. If I'm okay with that end result, it doesn't mean that it's right or wrong, but I can live with that, okay? Now, outside of, you know, moral infractions or ethical infractions and causing someone harm, I I would say that there's no right or wrong. You can only do what is good for you, okay? So, when you take time to answer those questions, look at it, okay, this is what's good for me, this is what I can handle, then you can begin to understand, okay, what you're clear on as far as what you want. And clearly, after you think about what will come of it when you deal with these situations or certain characteristics that you may be in a relationship with, you'll know. You know, you'll be clear on it because you either do want it or you don't want it. Does that sound okay to you, Fred? Like, like I was on a I was on a show one time, and uh, they asked me about uh, is it okay for uh, a guy to be in a relationship, and is it okay if he's in a relationship with a woman who can't cook? <laughs> and so I thought that was quite hilarious because that is a big thing for some people. That's like a game stop, a showstopper for some people. So. Can you deal with it? Yes or no. If not, obviously it's not for you. If you can and you're willing to step up and you both are willing to, you know, bridge the gap in that area and make it fun or whatever the case may be, make it work for you, then okay, cool. But it's it's really simply a matter of what you can deal with. Yeah, let me tell you something. Actually, a keeper for me needs to be someone who can cook, okay? And that's a guy. Mm And, uh, you know, that's, that's a really important one for me because, like, I, I can now, cook. does he have to cook stuff. good or can he just, like, if he makes toast, he can make grilled cheese sandwiches and throw some bologna in the middle of it. Is that good? Or does he need to be able to make a four-course meal? Uh, he needs to make a proper three-course meal that I can sit down and enjoy. I actually met a guy recently, and this is what I liked about him. He cooked a full meal, for, you know, the 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 starter I had a starter I had a main I had dessert I wanted it and I was like respect respect that that I'm closer to finding my keeper because for me that's important because I want someone who's going to look after me I unashamedly I put that out there I yeah if you look after me I can cook for me I've been cooking all my life my kids and stuff but I I want someone who's going to cook and do this and make me feel like the queen in the home, okay? I can do it, so I can reciprocate because I know, and I'm pretty good at it, but I'd like to see somebody who will roll up and do it for me, 
And I, I put that on my list of the keeper thing. Ah, that's right up there at the top. Hey Fred, I Fred. Hey, I see, I see your question out there. I don't think that's gonna do, sir. <laughs> I just don't think she just answered that one. That's not gonna work for us, brother. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it means it means you can eliminate people very quickly. Okay, so you can't cook, won't cook, don't know how to cook, can only cook one thing. You're gone. Wow. We don't have to play around. We can just go. You're eliminated. That's not a problem. Okay. And I think you've got to have your, your things, I think, in terms mm-hmm. of knowing the one. You know, um, Hilton, if Hilton was on, Hilton would say, you've got to know your deal breakers. And I think, and I think it right. isn't necessarily a, a, a big deal breaker for me for someone not to be able to cook. But it's something that I really, you know, it's one of my heart's desires. And I like it because I think, you know, I think nowadays a lot of people want to be looked after, but they don't know how to look after you. And I think when you're a woman who knows how to do those things and you know how to do it well, it's easy to fall into a pattern. Because the first thing a guy's going to ask you is, can you cook? Can you cook? Of course I can cook. That ain't a problem. Can you cook? Is a bigger question. Mm. <laughs> right. And can right. you cook in a way that will impress me and win my heart in a certain way? I mean, we can talk about the other things, but cooking, I'm going to put right up there. Right? And you know, <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, go on. I, I was, you know, I was sitting here thinking, and, you know, sometimes I think about what happened to the creativity in, in, in relationships and things like that. Like, Okay, what about can okay, what can we cook together? We could both mm-hmm. come together and spend some time in the kitchen and it could end up it turning into something else, you know what I mean? So it's all you know, it's all it's all what we make it, you know. And and I really like to see when people take time to bridge the gap and, and make something of wherever is there's a deficiency like if we both can't cook that well or one of us can cook good and I well, want you to be able to cook. We could kick yeah, it. we could okay. come in the kitchen and do some things and, and turn it up a little bit and in time that person will begin. But they have to be willing, you know, that's where the willingness, the permissiveness comes yeah. in. Because relationships have to be permissive for a person to be themselves. And a person will either show you you know, they'll show you who they are or who they are not, you know, and we just have to be willing to look at those signs. So if the thing is, okay, she can't cook, and I really like everything else about her, I'm going to see, okay, let's go and see where we can let's, where we can take this, all right? So let's go in the kitchen, let's cook. You know, if she's willing, cool, but human nature doesn't lie. You can't fake the funk forever. So we're going to do it. No, and can't. then at that point where I see that, it was just an act. Okay, well, you know, I'm sorry, but we had a good time. We did. We enjoyed each other and stuff like that. And, you know, it's, you know, I don't think it's going to go that much further, you know. But we have to be okay. mature about it, so. Well, you know what? There's always YouTube, right? And people can learn to cook on YouTube. I don't have a problem with the exactly. learning. Exactly. And I, and I think it's just about being open to, you know, and not having that expectation that because you don't cook, Someone else will be fill that gap for you, and and then it comes that dependency thing. So maybe that's my thing. Yes. Maybe I need therapy 
get rid of that thing. But um, <laughs> I really, I you know, I really do feel like, I you know, I feel like, hey, come on, come on, I you know, that's not for me. But anyway, I got Michelle, um, Herlick on the on the line, and Michelle is from Australia. So let's bring her in because I'm sure she wants to say something to you, Daryl. Is that okay with you? Yes, the down under. Let's do it. Yes, <laughs> down under. Michelle, hi. Hi, Ebony. It's been hey, so long. <laughs> I know. How are you doing, girlfriend? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't believe it's been three years. Yes. It's been three years since I've been on the show. So, I yeah. <laughs> I, I had a bit of um, a trip down memory lane a few weeks ago listening to your shows and I thought, ah, oh, yeah, that was so much fun. That was so good. So that's why I, I thought I'm, I'm off this week so I really yeah. would appreciate a show. And I woke yeah, up I at 6, 6.50 in the morning just to listen. <laughs> well, I am so blessed. We are so blessed to have you on. And when I saw you in the chat room, I was just excited already. I said to Daryl, that's one of my favorite people is in my chat room. You follow me forever. Oh, yes. You and Vicky. And Vicky's become my one of my besties. So, you know, yeah. yeah we have history. History. We do. We do. And actually I've been thinking about um I've been thinking about going overseas for a holiday soon. Yeah, yeah. So, yep, yep. I will definitely let you know when that happens. Mm. Oh, that'd be lovely. Um, Yeah, I'm sure we can arrange to meet up. And uh, Vicky's got a big old house anyway. And so she'll (laughs) she'll accommodate you. I'm just putting her out there already. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. Come over and have fun with us. It'll be great to see you. Yeah, sorry, Daryl. We just have to get this in because we don't we don't we don't get to connect much. And, um, no, we don't. Yeah, and I want to make sure I had a show for you this week, so I've come out of retirement just for you. I know, sure. and I'm so appreciative. <laughs> I'm so appreciative. That's okay. So, what did you want to ask Daryl? How wonderful Daryl. Uh, I just um, I just wanted to make a comment actually. Um, so um, just what we were talking about before about the red flags and how do you know um, what was the question um, how do you know who, who's a keeper and all of that kind of thing yeah. I've just recently it's interesting listening to some of the your past episodes over the last little while has been the synchronicity has been really interesting because I've been going through all of that um, you know working out what my 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 relationship baggage is because really it's only been in the last year that I've been ready and available for a relationship and um, because my daughter has grown up and things have changed in my life and all that kind of thing and I thought I had no baggage (laughs) until I started (laughs) until I started meeting up with people and met this one particular person and how did I know the red flags it was there were plenty of red flags. The first one was when I met him for the first time. I said, oh my, I've just met my ex. <laughs> and wow. I knew straight away, yeah, I knew straight away that I was entering into a relationship pattern right there. But I kept going with it because he really, I really um, fell for this guy. And, um, but I had to, I had to go down that path to realize to sort of exercise those that past relationship demon, and literally in the middle of the night, I got up, I I got up, 
and I was at his house and I ran out the door and I said, I can't do this. This is not right. <laughs> and I left. Oh. I was oh. I came across as a crazy woman, but it was really it was really good. Um, it, it was it what it signified to me was I'm past that now. It's time to move on, and um, I'm no longer going to. You know, it took me a good six months after that to really um, to to work it through and understand what had happened and all of that kind of thing. But it really wasn't anything about him. He was just being who he is. It was all about me. Yeah, and exactly. he was he was he was a mirror to me and. So I look back on that now and I think, thank you. You know, that's that was a really important experience for me. So I feel a lot stronger after that. But, um, yeah, I, really I think like the, the red, yeah, the red flag is your own internal compass, really, listening to your stomach and what, what it tells you. And, yeah, my, mine just... Because I did, wasn't listening, it just told me to get up and get out of there. It's you can't, you just cannot stay here anymore, and I, that's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that. What I really like about what you said was the fact that you, he was just being who he was, and you realized yeah. that. See, yeah. And I, I try to tell people, why are you upset at the person? He's human. She's human. They're going to be who they know to be or who they want to be, and you can't yeah. get upset about that. That's just the way life is. What, what do you expect them to do? The elephant doesn't get upset at the ant for being an ant. It just governs itself accordingly, you see. There's no reason to get upset. Yeah. And so, when, But you also took the time to look inward and reflect and see. This is some of the things that I have to do with. I have baggage, and these are the things that bring that to the forefront of my life or bring that to the surface and I don't want to deal with that. It's unhealthy. And so if we don't do that, now what we do is we create a situation where we've made it something that could be bad, potentially even worse, by expecting to someone, for someone to be something that they cannot be or to band-aid something that they cannot band-aid when really we have to do that for ourselves. Absolutely. And somebody said to me, um, I spoke to somebody talking through this, and they said, um, they said, you know, really what it is, it's the relationship that you have with yourself. And, you know, we, we look for all these things in another person and, um, you know, our ideal lover or our ideal spouse or whatever you want to call it. But actually it's that person that it's, we actually need to be that person for ourselves. Once we've, once we have that relationship with ourselves, and um, then it's only then really that you can attract that right person into your life that you can even have the ability to see that person when they come along um, that's the other thing that shifted for me is before this happened to me I wasn't able to see I wasn't able to see people and and now I see people very differently and my um, my sort of my attraction is very different now and who I'm curious yes. about and interested in is very different now. And yes. I come into it with a much stronger sense of who I am. So it's not about yeah. trying to get someone to like me or it's not about that. It's about, do I like this person? What, you know, what makes this person tick? Asking questions, that kind yes, of thing. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's a very different focus. Very, it's a shift in... Very much so. Yeah. 
That's awesome. I love I love to hear that. Mm. Michelle, I think you've got this show covered. <laughs> Do I get an A plus? Yes, you got, you got it, got it, man. You got it. You, you, you girlfriends, you got it tapped down, and we're kind of running up to the end of our time. So I don't want us to launch into another conversation, but I just want to say that that is on point. And you know what? There was a guy on Facebook this morning who connected. He tried to call me straight through Facebook, like people do, and he said, "Oh, I like you. You need to go." And 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 please and I well, did I tell you that I liked you? Have I even had a look at you? Did you know? He said no, but you'll get to like. I said hey, I passed that stage in my life. There's no get to like, okay? <laughs> you like or you don't like. And if I don't like, then you know I need to tell you I don't like. I really, I don't even know where you're at. So you know, check me when I've had a chance to check you out, and then I just deleted him. You know, I just pick you up and I'm just going to link you over time. What the hell do you think I'm 16 years old, for God's sake? You know, but um, it happens. And the great thing about maturity, understanding yourself is that the growth comes and you make different decisions. And that's what I was trying to find out from um, Ricky earlier, you know. Have you learned those lessons? And clearly you have, Michelle. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. That's amazing. And a great way for us to yes, end thank up. thank you, Michelle. No problem. Oh, thank it's you been a so pleasure. Much. And, Daryl, I have to say thank you for your time. I know, guys, we, we kind of, our hour has run out. Um, and I didn't want to keep you too long. Oh, no, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine, I got some time, I got a little bit of time, I know Fred is out there, he's throwing up the overtime, say let's let's hit some overtime, so I I got a little bit of overtime left, you know, I see, I see Ava was out there trying to hit Fred Mac up, you know, so I'm, you know, I'm watching things develop out here, you know. (laughs) To ring in, because if after we go into overtime, and you're in the chat room, you won't be able to hear the rest of the broadcast. You'll have to wait until we completely close down, and then I send out the broadcast again. So you have a, a minute and 27 seconds, something like that, to call in 347-945-7556. If not, you'll have to catch us uh, later on. But if you're called in, then you will hear the broadcast right up to the end. But if not, I'm sorry, guys, you're going to miss the end of the broadcast until it goes until we put it up into the archives and then you know I will put it on Facebook and everywhere else and people will be able to hear everything up to the end I, of um, the show. But we'll go into the um, time maybe about I'm thirty sorry. minutes if we can. Sorry Daryl. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, before I finish, let me just thank everybody who logged on tonight. If you're not gonna stay with us over this over time, thank you so much for logging in and being with us for a I love you all. Thank you for joining me on my little comeback. Okay, I'll see you again real soon. Daryl, we can continue. We can continue. What are we saying? Oh, um, yeah, I can. I think you kind of faded out on me for a second, but um, right. no problem. One thing, one thing that I, I uh, when when I thought about being on a call today, and it was. The question came to me, you know, how do you know if you're a keeper? Immediately, I thought about this Chinese saying, you never truly know someone until you fight them. 
that for me kind of kind of helps sum it up. So, do you fight them? Did you say? Yes. Yes. Okay. What does that mean? What do people think that that mean? I I, I'm not sure. Does it mean that you have to get into a little bit of a a conflict with that person first before you know whether that person is your keeper? Is that what you're saying? I'm not sure. So, so what it talks about is when 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 people when people are in conflict, you especially with regard to relationships, you have a tendency to see the true nature of someone when they're upset at you and when they're drunk. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> a drunk person yeah. speaks a sober mind. And so in the midst of turmoil, turmoil or conflict has the ability to sift out and separate those elements that um, you need to be aware of in a relationship. So it's either going to allow the relationship to cement and solidify or it's going to drive a wedge between where it can get in. And so when you have conflict with someone, if you can go through something together and grow together, then you have somebody. But if you do not have the ability in times of conflict to stay together, be on the same sheet, be on one accord, and understand that that is your safe place, then you have nothing. So when you get into conflict or when you go through life's turmoils or whatever life is going to bring you and you're not together and instead you bicker and you fight and you fuss more at each other than about the things in life that are trying to tear you apart, then you you probably want to go ahead and say, all right, you know, this has been a, uh, it's been an interesting journey for us. Let's go ahead and either... We we have to come to a conclusion. We need to either fix the things that are not working for us or we need to separate because it's not going to get any better. So if you have everything in the midst of nothing, then you have something in a relationship. If you have nothing in the midst of turmoil, then you probably want to go ahead and separate. So because when people fight, when people get into conflict, when a person is upset at you, you, they were going to speak how they really feel at that moment, and so that's okay. how, in, in my in my understanding, you never truly know someone until you fight them. And so, in my experience, it's all great, it's all good until that person gets upset, and I know immediately if I've chosen the wrong person, because once they start use, cussing at me and belittling me or doing whatever it is that they're going to do and I don't return that, and then, you know, you might apologize this time. But what about the 10th time, the 15th time, and the 20th time? Do I continue to sit here and say, oh, yeah, they're going to change, or do I say this is not going to work because it's not healthy? You know what I'm saying? So you have to be able to understand that. And that's all a part of looking at the signs and seeing the signs because if in conflict you fight, there's a problem. If in conflict you hug and you move together, you move closer. That's a good thing. True. True, true, true. I just think um, um, I, I I kind of agree with you and I disagree with you in a way. I think you can uh, the conflict the conflict depends on um, who you are. Sorry, someone's already trying to Bring me, and we're not finished yet. Even we're finished. Um, okay. So, the conflict 
depends on who you are and and what you want to achieve. I personally, I really am a a no no drama person. So I I don't really like the conflict because I think the conflict okay it can show an element of who you are, but when we're in conflict, that could be because we're not just able to communicate effectively. And what I think it doesn't really show me that that's a bad person always. I think sometimes it shows how how you have communicated in the past and dealt with situations and tells you your levels of where your situation needs to happen. Sometimes we're always friendly and nice, whatever. We, we don't necessarily see those patterns, but I don't think they necessarily put you into a box. I think it could be that you just have not, we've not had the encounter in the way that we have, and maybe that's why we haven't seen that element with each other. And so I think sometimes it can be a good thing because I think disagreements are positive and disagreements are healthy because I, if we agreed all the time, it'd be a bit of a, a mad world. Um, but it's how we disagree. So what I'm really looking at, I'm looking at how you manage that, how did we recover, how quick were you to apologize if you needed to apologize, were you still talking about it two weeks after it happened? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, when we already mm-hmm. thought that we had resolved it, so I would see everything as to how you handle it. That will tell me whether you are able to communicate effectively when a relationship, when when something's broken down in the relationship, and and something will always break down. You can have a perfect relationship where things don't break out down. It will just be about how you handle whatever the breakage is and how you recover from that and how we recover from that. And so that, that for me is, is you know, because someone said to me recently, oh, you know, I'd be happy to never have a disagreement or to never, I couldn't imagine a situation where me and you could probably fall out. And I was like, yeah, I can imagine it. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, maybe you can't imagine it. So in your mind almost, you've kind of put me in a little box of, you will never fall out. But yeah, we will. We will. You'll do something stupid, and I will tell you about yourself. It's not a problem. <laughs> what, what, what will be the interest? I hear, I hear that. I hear that. So, <clears throat> but the interesting what, thing would be how you handle that and how you recover from that and, and you know, how to move on. Because that's the test as to our levels of maturity and how we can deal with stuff. Because life will always have curveballs. It might not be a disagreement. It may be someone getting ill and us having to deal with someone being ill in the relationship. It could be someone getting a difficult, you know, losing a job. You know, all sorts of things happen, which are not necessarily about, you know, the things we think it will be about, you know, whether you get jealous or something. It could be about life-changing things. And I think the life-changing things for me are more important to understand when I'm looking at a, a, a keeper. Like, because for me, if you can handle life changes, you know, we can roll because they will be life changes. They will come and they will challenge and rock the relationship at times. And the question will be, who will you be at that time? Yeah. Exactly. That, exactly. You know, and yeah. I, I, I agree. I agree with everything that you said. And where I, want, I would like to clarify is, when I use the word conflict or turmoil, I don't necessarily mean 
necessarily mean physical altercation, but I do mean like you described, those things and those times in life where things are tumultuous. Um, there's confusion or there's uncertainty or whatever the case may be, there's a breakdown in, in something in the relationship or there's just something uncomfortable in life. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said the ultimate measure of man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. Mm-hmm. That is what is going to dictate the nature of our relationship, where we stand in the time of challenge and controversy. And so the two proverbs mean the same thing. They just are worded differently, you see. So yeah. that's really what I mean. It's when things are, when the when life opens the door for the opportunity for us to determine who we're going to be together or if we're going to walk away, that's mm-hmm. where we decide. That's where we're determined at, at that moment. Yeah, and I think that's when the relationship, I mean, you guys can jump in, Michelle and, and Vicky, if you want to. Um, I think that's when the relationship is defined, is finally defined, because I think in the, in the honeymoon period of us, you know, being nice, never want to fall out and all that of it, the relationship is never defined. Um, but I think at that point, when things start happening, you know, when Michelle runs out of the bedroom and leaves the house, like, you know, that point, okay, <laughs> <laughs> the relationship is clearly defined. Is it on? Is it off? Who are we? You know, that's when it. That's when you know. That's when you know where you are. It's definitely where you are. And I think that's that. And I love that story of what happened because I think sometimes people are afraid to walk away and say, actually, this doesn't work for me. You know, this this doesn't feel right. I am not. I am not enjoying this. You know, I'm not going to pretend my way through it because I'm in it. You know, it takes a lot of courage to actually get up and say, well, you know what, see you later. Um, so I, I wouldn't even beat myself up about that. I'd say, hats off to you. Because there's a lot of people who get into that situation and will sit it through because they just don't want to be the bad guy, as well. You know what I mean? Conversation. Yeah. They don't want to say, like, I need to have a difficult conversation here, but I'm not going to have a difficult conversation because I'm trying to keep someone in my life, you know, and it's better to have someone or no, than no one. You know, we do all that kind of compromise. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a yeah. great thing you get to that point and you can say, look, hey, it is what it is. No, it don't, it, it, no it's not for me. See you later. Um, and you move on. Not after that. That is something that people need to have, but then that needs to be there. If you're just gonna disappear, um, you know, and it'll be crazy stuff, and that that's not good either. But at the same time, I think if you if you can explain it, if you can sit down and communicate and explain to that person, look, this this is why, uh, you know, I don't want to be here. This is what doesn't work for me, and you talk about it, you know, and. And then you allow the other person to give you their version, and they will do, and then you make a decision. And you stick with the decision, whatever it is, and you put the good, the big person's pants on, and you make an adult decision, because that's what you need to do. Instead of playing a game of, mm. of you know, uh, you know, yeah, and yeah, but, you know, I know really in my heart, this isn't for me. So, that's what I, that's what I, I think. 
now. Um, but I, I do want to ask a question about, you know, when it, you know, when do you do? I do have a question. Actually, a question. Hold on, let me forget the question. Uh, hold on, let me see. There was a question. While I'm listening to you, I'm listening to you, I see Fred, Fred's uh, his post. People think Dr. King was all about nonviolence. He had security and they had pistols on them. <laughs> oh, Lord. This yeah. is true. This is true. It is true. There, yeah. well, there is a question. There is a question that I will ask before we run out of overtime. Um, how does okay. a person. Okay. Um, how does a person not misunderstand a friendship? Or can friendship grow into a keeper? Because sometimes, yeah. Um, you can have a really strong friendship with someone and, uh, you know, and that person maybe feel they want more definition of what what we have. So if you're in a relationship with someone with a friend, is there a possibility that the friendship can grow to something else or is a friendship always a friendship? Is it possible for a friendship to grow into something more, or should it just stay a friendship? I think that's what I heard. Yeah, and and I I just want to add this, right? The guy who today was like, I want to be your friend. Can I be your friend? I don't have enough friends. I don't need more friends, right? Yeah, I can be your friend, and maybe it can change later. I said, no, 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 no. If you're a friend, you're going to stay a friend. I, I am not moving you up. You're not being promoted to anything else. So if you want to be a friend. <laughs> we can be Facebook friends. <laughs> That's it. Oh, gosh. I'm not promoting you. There's no promotion. No. Come on. That's a good uh, question. I'm talking about stuff like that. And, and you answered it. I mean, it's a clear thing. If one of us wants to do more than that and the other one doesn't, then you can't go any further than that, you know. It's both parties have to want that, you know. But there are instances, I'm sure you both know, where people, they both, you know, they started off as friends and then they moved together into another realm. That's just where they were at together. They moved there. And then it became something more and it stayed there. Um, and then there's the other case where people started off as friends, they moved into that other place, and then they crashed and burned back to the other place if they ever came back as friends at all. You know, so it really depends on what the other two people, what they want, you know, what they want. I think also um, it's, oh, can you hear, I don't even know if I'm on, yeah, can, can you hear me? Oh, okay, great. <laughs> I think it also depends on the intention. I mean, it, that guy that called you, Ebony, he, that whole thing about wanting to be your friend, just a guy's for something else. That wasn't a real, mm-hmm. you know, genuine offer of friendship. I think, um, and you can feel that from people, you know, from men and women. If they want to be your friend genuinely, you can feel that. If they don't, you can feel that as oh, well. I just want to be some friends with benefits. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. And um and you know, you can you can meet somebody and get along with them and think, Oh, this person's potential whatever and then you nothing happens between you but you become friends and actually the relationship that you have is 
can be much more satisfying and deeper and, and better as a friend than had you sort of jumped into a relationship together and I've been in relationships where at the end of the relationship I, I thought, you know what, I should have just stayed friends with this person. <laughs> it would have been much so better. So true. Yeah. So true. You know, Michelle, yeah. I I really like listening to you. I love it. There's a saying that um, I heard someone say a long time ago, and it said, he said uh, about the same thing. He said, oftentimes people will find that having is not as pleasing as wanting. Mm. And I was like, wow, that's pretty serious. Because now that you've gotten it, it's not all you thought it was cracked up to be. You should have yep. just left it where it was at. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, it looks so good. Yeah, it looks so good. <laughs> So good. So good too. But when you got it, the real thing. No. Yep. Sometimes you gotta keep shopping. Keep shopping. Yeah. Have you? Have you ever keep shopping? Right. Have you ever like saw some food that you thought was gonna be so good, and when you put it in your mouth, it came out faster than when you put it in? That's how it could be. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah, you know that happens. Um, but I think the nice thing is, as you continue to just window shop. Okay, you can look in through the window, see what's happening. You don't have to go to buy anything. Exactly, window shopping is fun. Yeah, and you can it try is, a little is. bit and. You know, do you yeah. like it? Don't you like it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The retail <laughs> business has changed these days. You know, it's. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes you see something absolutely irresistible and you know you have to have it. You've got to go and buy it because it just stands out in a way that you haven't seen anything stand out in the past. Mm. It's so mm. unique. It's so special. It's such a one-off. And, and in that moment, there's no question in your mind. And I, I was saying to the guy who called me from Facebook, I just said, if you have a good investment, then you're in the wrong world. If you have a me, because if you're a good investment, I will see that. I'll pick it up. My spirit will tell me that you're yeah. a good investment. I don't have to be convinced, okay? okay. We, will just, we will just connect because spiritually, you know, I, I've got you there in my view, and spiritually we just tend to take off, and there's an ignition and a, and a fire, you know, and we, and we just go bang. That's what happens. Yeah. But if you got to yeah. tell it, oh, you know what, you don't know what you're doing. If you don't have me, I'm like, really? Yeah, keep moving. It's it just not going to happen. And I think that's, yeah. that's, the, that's the trick of the keeper. I think there are people, there are those special people who will come into your life and I think it's not ignoring it when you when you when you really feel it to have the courage to go with that conviction. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think sometimes we do look over overlook people who where there is that connection because, you know, we're still in the past conversation of what happened ten years ago with somebody else. And I think, I think that's who you know baggage is still pervading the space and blocking anybody from really, yeah. really making the impact that they should. But I think if you can release yourself from the demons of the past, um, mm. yeah, there, there are 
some people out there, and you, you know, you may find that person, um, definitely. But I think you've got to be ready spiritually and open, open your spirit to find that person. Else, well, it will never happen. You know, it will never happen. And I think, um, you know, I think once you open as well, you know, be prepared to have some not bad experiences but a learning experiences yeah. be prepared for that because once you start opening yourself up you know the good and the bad and the the ugly and the fantastic and amazing all comes at once and you just need to go with that and not be afraid of that i think as well um it's a good sign when you start to open up and you start to feel these things that may not be very pleasurable things will come up you'll make bad decisions and but I think that's all really positive. Um, I think it's really important. It's much better than not having interactions with people and sitting at home and closing yourself off because you never grow like that. You never, you'll never no. get to that good spot. So, you know, it's a real... Try not to outsmart yourself and outsmart life because life doesn't actually work that way. You're not supposed to outsmart it. You're supposed to go with flow and learn, learn about yourself. So, That's so very true. Yeah. So very true. I, I talk uh, about this quite a lot because a lot of times um, in counseling, people people really rarely realize that there's a difference between um, being hurt and being healed. And mm. people rarely realize if they're still hurting and they think they're healed because they're able to suppress the emotion and wake up every day without necessarily having the thought of that hurt on their mind, and that's not necessarily mm-hmm. the case. You know, yeah. a person has to understand that I'm still hurting, and or I'm healed and I can move forward. I've dealt with things that I need to deal with to be able to make myself, keyword here, vulnerable. Because mm. you cannot love, you cannot love wholly or fully or righteously without the ability to make yourself vulnerable. Yeah. It's like when they, when you hurt yourself, you cut yourself or something like that. There's a, there's a, a owie, so to speak. And then you mm-hmm. cover it with the band-aid. And as it's healing, when it is, it's exposed or it's bumped into or when it gets near to danger, there's a reaction. There's a reaction mm-hmm. to that, yeah. to that danger because there's pain there. There's harm there. It's hurting. I still feel that pain. And so when we go into relationships not having dealt with that hurt, that harm, that danger, that that place that's hurt, then there's a reaction. And that reaction causes chain reactions in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Then we have systemic failure because we haven't dealt with what's harming us. We haven't dealt Mm -hmm. with it yet. It hasn't healed. So I'm not able to make that arm vulnerable if I need it for support, if I need it for something. It's still hurt. And so now when it's healed, I can take that Band-Aid off. I, somebody can brush up against me and it's okay. It doesn't hurt anymore because I'm healed, you see. So there's a difference yeah. between hurt and being healed and how we deal with life, how we respond or we react once we fix that place, you know. Yeah. 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 Well, I always say to people um, it's important to test. Just like, you know, you test a fire alarm. Okay, if you test the fire in case one day there's a fire, right? But if you never, mm-hmm. if you never test uh, yourself in a in dating relationship, mm. you know, yeah, oh, you're and you know, so 
if you wait and wait until that time you meet somebody and you say, yeah, okay, I'm ready, boom, just just expect there'll be some really funny moments going on. Because, yep, yeah, absolutely. You really don't know because you've never tested it out. You've never really, you know, checked out how life is affecting you. So yeah. it's good to go out there and test it, test it, decide it, you know, do what you need to do. And until you are ready, uh, you know, to put one, you know, and see every experience is learning. It's all good learning. Uh, yeah. And, and I just definitely think we'll provide to that. Um, I, and I think, you know, eventually it changes. But you've got to recognize, I think someone was telling me uh, one time, I just remember where I, I heard this, that someone was saying to me, that every year that someone, uh, you know, every damaged relationship that you go through, very damages you in some way. But I've had about five years to your life in terms of healing, right? Yeah. So someone was saying to me that, you know, when, when someone hurts you in a relationship and you get damaged, right, you've got to ha- add sometimes five or ten years to your life to get past that damage that's been oh, done. Wow. That's, why it, that's, why, that's why it's so important to make choices, <laughs> empowered yeah. choices, because people yeah. can really take you. And when I think I took you out for a long time, you know, and when I think yes. of, you know, my long-term relationship and how long it took me, I'd say it was a good 10 years before I was really ready, mm-hmm. you know, to, to to be past that, to be healed, to say, actually, I'm open. Because you do, you do that whole thing. Like, I'm ready, I'm open. But you know what, the triggers are there, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And, and someone to, to do something, boom, it's there. It, you're right back where you were. And you mm. keep going forward back until you support the footprint of what it was that, you know, has has affected you. So you've got to give yourself time. And when people say that, it's so true. And But don't underestimate how long it might take. We're all different. But I'd say give yourself a good five years <laughs> to start with. But also, I think, um, <clears throat> you know, the focus as well, I think people fall into the trap of, I haven't met the right person, the person, mm-hmm. it's all about the other person, you know, and then you continue to make the same choices, and then it's still always about the other person. Oh, I keep meeting these men who are losers, you know, and, you know, the common denominator is you. So exactly. you know, I think if you're exactly. if you're always thinking it's about the other person, you're actually never going to get to that place where you kind of um, so can stop making those wrong decisions because you're never taking responsibility. And I think that's that's probably the danger I think that people get into is that they keep repeating the same thing over and over again without realizing, yeah. hey, it's you know I'm I'm actually the set the one constant in my life is me, so maybe there's something I'm doing here that's, you know, something going on with within me that maybe needs to be looked so at. True. Yeah. So true. Mm-hmm. Too true. I'm telling you, man, Michelle got a cover, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, Michelle, <laughs> you've got to come in more often. I tried to keep her coming on when I was on before, but then it worked the rest of it. We kind of lost touch a bit. Yeah, because because the time difference. The time difference in Australia, so now it's um, 9 o'clock in the morning and normally I'd be at work now. So, um, oh, But before, 
I was working from home, so I'd be able to call in and, and listen while I was working. So, yeah, it's ch- things have changed a little bit, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm here well, now. <laughs> that's great. And um, I'm going to do time on UK time and I do have to work tomorrow. Um, I'm going to say let's wrap up, if that's okay, guys. About two minutes before 12 o'clock, which is kind of when I turn into... You know, I don't know, Cinderella. Pumpkin. Really sleep. Yeah, pumpkin. So, um, yeah. I'm Thank sure you both are awesomely beautiful women, so I don't want to hear none of that stuff. If you guys want to know sometimes the, the government takes me, man, I'm telling you. But I, I totally, totally enjoyed um, conversing with you both and, and sharing this this moment in this place. And I'm very, very grateful that you um invited me to come on to the show. I, I appreciate it. And it's very, very pleasure uh, meeting you, Mrs. Herlick. So hopefully I get to oh, Mrs. Herlick. meet you guys. <laughs> Actually, just, just for your information, it's Miss. <laughs> Miss Herlick. It's been a pleasure for me as well. It's been really lovely catching up with it, with with you, Ebony, and uh, and meeting you, Daryl. Ebony is a sweetheart, man. I'm just so I'm so <laughs> thinking about this whole conversation. I'm telling you, Michelle, uh, Ebony, like when I uh, got on with her today, she's like, you know, Daryl, I like to dig a little bit, and you know, I like ask questions. <laughs> so, I was like. So the mature side of me came out like, hey, that's no problem. There's some things I don't share publicly, so I'll just bow out gracefully at that point. Uh, you know, she's like, okay, you're sweet, you're sweet about it. Oh yeah, and then when you came on, she was very <laughs> straight to the point. So now, straight to the point. Is there anyone right? special in your life? Straight to the point. <laughs> It's like, oh, she got me. That's, she got me. That's why she's good at what she does. You see? Yes, yes. That's what I do. That's what I do. I, I have to be. She me. actually really had me over here blushing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Daryl, I suspect that you might have had her blushing at some points as well. So. <laughs> hey, I only blush for one man, and his name is not Daryl. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Say, say, no say that again. <laughs> uh, that's another show. We need to move on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I want it anymore. You have an agreement. Oh, wow. You have to have a show where we get to interview you, Ebony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's going like, to be so I know, good. I don't, you guys need to know. There's something you just don't need to know. <laughs> Oh, oh, now we no, see you're what's right. going you're, on. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I agree. I agree totally. Let's <laughs> leave it where it is. Um, <laughs> but I'm just going to say to my listeners, okay. we'll get the full broadcast from here. I just want to say to people, it's been really great coming back. And I've got a couple of shared books. I've got Pollyon, I think, that has written a great book about um, Lovely. And uh, she has yeah, she's got a really amazing book, which I want to speak to her about very soon. So I think that's probably going to be my next interview. And then I, I think I've, I've got somebody who has a really interesting story about 
abuse and how she has overcome abuse. And I think that story, wow. we've had some of those stories in the past, but it would be great to hear her story and just see how she's overcome some of the challenges in her life. And I still right. plan to do some more on dating for those people who out there, my singles, who are still trying to grapple with finding the keeper. <laughs> just to say, hey, you know, we get closer every day. So I'm still on that journey supporting people to, to, you know, fulfill their purpose and find the person that's right for their destiny. So we, we're, we're on that. And I will see you guys. I'm not promising it'll be next Thursday, but it'll be full soon. If not, it'll be next Tuesday. But um, I'm definitely going to be back. And it's been great to connect with everybody. Michelle, I still love you. To Vic and to everybody who was in the chat room, Ava, everybody listening, Sonia who actually listened online, and Ricky. Ricky, I love you, Ricky. I so love you. Um, thank you so much for connecting. And everybody, good night in the U.S. or wherever you are. Good morning, good night, good evening. Enjoy yourself, guys. And I will see you again real soon. I'm going to I'm gonna go because if I don't go, you guys are going to keep me talking and then I'm going to say stuff I don't want to say. So let me no, tell. I can't feeling it, but it's like, wait, right. wait, let's go. I'm gonna play some music. Kelly, Kelly, right? All right, bye, Emily. Bye, bye. Bye, 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 Daryl. Bye, bye. For my soul, for my soul, my and I'm tired of crying all night just for my soul. Lord, I need Thee, oh, I need Thee to take away the pain and misery. Cause God, I just can't do this by myself. I need a help, Lord. Gave my body and my soul away. So now I come to you just to behold. Heal my soul,
the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 